0: The New York judge in Donald Trump's civil fraud case today fined him $355 million and ruled Trump cannot run any company in New York for three years. Joining us on drive time is William Thomas, an assistant professor of business law at the University of Michigan. Professor, thanks for being with us. What do you think of the judge's ruling this afternoon?
1: I have to say, this is a, a really striking ruling. I'm still working through all of the detail of a, a nearly 100 page opinion, but it is extremely detailed. And it, works line by line through lots and lots of documents and testimony evidence and the the final conclusions i think speak very poorly both to donald trump personally and especially the trump organization over the past decade you call the ruling striking what what strikes you there's a few things that stand out here so one of course is just the dollar amount it's a judgment of 350 million dollars once we include interest that's going to push closer to about 450 million and that's going to be paid directly by Donald Trump himself, it does not matter how wealthy you are, a half billion dollars is a huge amount of money to pay in a legal case. The other uh, striking feature to me is the ways in which the Trump family, both Trump and his two sons, really are removed for all practical purposes from running the business that bears his name. Through a bunch of different sort of injunctions, the court has basically severed their ability to make decisions for these companies.
0: Uh, Yeah, Trump can't be an executive or a director in New York for three years. His sons can't be for two years. How do you think that might impact the Trump empire? I think this is an extremely challenging time for the Trump
1: empire. It is, let's think of it this way. We know what makes good companies. We know what makes bad companies. One of the hardest things to do in the business world is to to take a, a business with these kinds of deep corporate corruption issues and convert it over to something successful. That's what the Trump organization is going to have to do over the next several years. And not only is that hard, but they're going to have to do it with a bunch of other constraints on their back. One of the things the court did here is said, you are not allowed to, to raise funds or to get a loan from virtually any major financial institution, at least ones that are registered in the state of New York.
0: Uh, Trump is sure to appeal, of course, but if the appeals fail, uh, how big a dent is this going to put in Trump's finances? Plus, he has the $83 million he may have to end up paying Eugene Carroll. He's got tens of millions of dollars more in legal fees. Is he going to be able to afford all of this in the end? It's a it's a huge amount of money. You're obviously, Donald Trump
1: and the Trump Organization, you know, they have assets worth more than this total dollar amount, but are they liquid? Uh, Trump, in testimony with the court in this case, said that he had about $400 million in cash. Now, between the Eugene Carroll defamation case and this case, we are pushing way past that number. So there's a, a real possibility that either Trump or, or his business might ultimately have to be, might have to sell one of his assets in order to cover the costs here.
0: There's the financial impact on all this and the business impact. And then for Donald Trump, there's the reputation impact, the art of the deal, the real estate expert. Does this ruling knock that reputation down a few pegs?
1: In a very straightforward, and you might even think kind of a, a, a boring, prosaic way, this opinion walks systematically through the Trump organization's business practices. And anyone who reads this is going to walk away thinking this is not the the business run by some kind of uh, real estate expert or guru. These are just folks engaged in routine, repeated brazen fraud, and I think that comes through again and again in the court's assessments. You know, I think it's also relevant here that when the court is asked to look at Donald Trump's testimony, court said he's an, he's just not a credible witness for a whole variety of reasons, and one of them is he's told us he knows more about real estate than anybody else, and yet look at all these egregious basic accounting mistakes being made by his company with his knowledge over and over and over again.
0: You are a professor of business law. Uh, how how do I phrase this? Do other businesses inflate the value of their assets to get better loan terms, but no one's really looking at them, so they get away with it? I mean, is this a com- relatively common practice or was this really out of hand here?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, the the Trump Defense team has, has really tried to push this argument, right? That uh, we're just doing what everyone else in the market does. I'll say this: I'm a professor, right? So, you know, if a student comes to me and says that he cheated on an exam, but but he only did it because everyone else was cheating, that usually tells me more about the student than about everybody else. The Trump team had plenty of opportunity throughout this case to give evidence that either his behavior wasn't fraudulent or that what he was doing was standard industry practice, and. And that evidence, frankly, never materialized in the trial, which should tell us that this kind of rampant brazen behavior, it, it isn't how the real estate industry operates, right? That seems to be what the Trump organization tells itself in order to justify the kinds of cars it was coming.
0: Of all the criminal cases that uh, Trump is facing right now, I've heard a couple of pundits say that this one hurts him the most, hurts his ego the most because it hits his, you know, his reputation uh, as a business guy. Would you agree with that? I, I think it's right to say that uh, you know, this case went to Donald
1: Trump's core business identity more than anything else. In a civil trial, you don't have to come to the courtroom unless you're a witness. And yet, Donald Trump found a way to appear over and over again at this trial, and I think it speaks to how much it mattered. On the other hand, I want to just remind us all here that Civil case is one thing, but at the end of the day, if Donald Trump is facing, say, a time in prison, that's going to occupy his attention very much for the next several months.
0: Yeah, and it's a, a few months we'll find that out. William Thomas, an assistant professor of business law at the University of Michigan. Great talking to you, Professor. Thanks.